Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie, a podcast birthday extravaganza. I don't know what that was. Final episode of Tony's birthday month. Yep, he had a whole 30 days to celebrate. Well, no, it's February. No, he gets screwed over. See, yeah. there's 31 days in July, but there's only 28 in February. Mm-hmm. And some some years he gets but I a do bonus. Live forever, so a bonus day though. I get all the Februarys. But he lives forever. Well, now, wait, he has so far. Thing. So this is finishing up his birthday because Carl, you started his birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. You did. I forgot what movie you picked. So Troll. Yes. Oh, well, she yeah. picked Troll, and then I did Gremlins too, and now, then you yours. did Judgment Night. I know. I remember. And now Tony else's. has picked. Wait. Unforgiven. Just in case this is your first time on the podcast, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. <laughs> Each of us has picked the movie <laughs> movie genre. I'm horror thriller. I'm science fiction fantasy. I'm, I'm, drama I'm action adventure. But not this time. Yeah. Because it's, it's my birthday. If, if you just jumped into our podcast, this is probably a weird one. <laughs> if you just jumped into our podcast, an episode, was this, 306 or something? Well, I just I actually <laughs> had a friend of mine who just started listening now because I was talking You jump in at 304? What? What kind? Of, you just, is this a brand new friend? No, it's a Because if life. this person has not been listening to our podcast the whole time, are they really your friend? I haven't talked to her in a long time. It's been five years. <laughs> is it Joe? <laughs> is it Joe? Does Joe listen? Should I start giving Joe shit when we play Demio because he doesn't listen to our podcast? No, I don't see him listening to the podcast. I, don't, I think he has before. I don't know. He's, I don't really care. He's busy. But what's really important is that Vic hasn't been on the podcast. Ooh. He has not. Should we have Joe on the podcast? Do you really, really want to piss off Vic? I, I mean. She doesn't not want to piss off Vic. <laughs> I'm, uh, let's be real. Joe is more my friend than Vic is ever going to be currently does right Vic now, Vic play is, Demio is to this and he's getting mad <laughs> do I do I talk to Vic no I don't know. it is a I strange... talk to Joe like three times a week it is a strange thing that I don't necessarily feel like I know Joe better than Vic because we play Demio the together Phillips all the time very happy but I you hang out with him all the time to Joe more than I talk to Vic because Vic talks to Tony and Vic doesn't play Demio with us so like we were playing one night and I just was like being me mm-hmm. and not the me that you would see if we went out to dinner or something but just like yeah, I, just I started like randomly singing what I was doing or <laughs> I've seen that many times and, and Tony's like and I'm like oh shit yeah you don't know me like that <laughs> he does not but you I'm do now you might know like, me better than Vic does. it's not like I like Joe better than Vic or I have a problem with Vic but Most I hang out with Joe, Joe. Yeah, Joe's my friend that we hang out when do you so hang weird. out with Joe we play Demio we're hanging out it's not hanging out with Joe. Hey, look, if I'm under the age of 26, that's how they hang out now. It's how the kids do it. Don't so be a cranky old man. That's dad did it. It is this a weird thing. Well. People don't even meet their friends in person for years now. They're just internet friends with people across the country. Yeah. They Skype and then they just hang out and then that's my best friend. Like Shit, tell me, we're like friends friend with Angie. Joe. Like a yeah. few times I've been Angie, like... Judy. Joe knows Tony and I as a couple better than most of Tony's friends because he hangs out with both of us together so often. We (laughs) hang out with the man all the time. We talk about stuff. He's our friend. You talk about Joe? I don't talk about Vic. I don't talk to Vic ever. I haven't talked to Vic in like four months. All right, Joe, welcome to this glimpse of our marriage. (laughs) We also have a weird glimpse into Joe's life. 
so unforgiven. <laughs> 1992. This is somehow your fault. Uh, how's it my I, fault? I, I never said this that. Is your friend? You grew up with him. You brought him into this. <laughs> I was done with Joe. I moved on. <laughs> and you pulled him back in. He's I'm kidding, wrong. Joe. If you're listening to this, he's not you're wrong. Fine. He's not wrong. <laughs> you're not. He's not wrong because he's not wrong. <laughs> Joe for about five years. I'm gonna call Tony and didn't. No. Still does that. Still doesn't. We'll text him and say, "Demi." <laughs> <laughs> So, meta, or, uh, the critics gave this on Rotten Tomatoes 96%. It's a little low. 96%? And uh, audiences really? gave it 93%. Metacritic gave it 85%. Wow. The budget was $14.4 million, and it made $159 million. Really? This is why they started giving uh, Clint Eastwood a blank check saying, One, go ahead. This movie was a big deal. It's uh, ranked in the American film industry's top uh, movies of all time at number 68. It won four Academy Awards. Elaine looks confused. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get this. But wait, what? It won Best Picture. From I mean, Best Picture, beating A Few Good Men, Son of a Woman, The Crying Game, and Howard's End. It won Best <gasps> Supporting Actor for Gene Hackman. Son of a Woman should have won that. Beating uh, Al Pacino and Glenn Gehrig uh, and Ross. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's a great movie. No, it is. And uh, oh, beating Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men. Yeah, that was a miscarriage of justice right there. Best <laughs> director, beating Howard's End, Cinnable Woman, Crying Game, and The Player, whatever that is. Best film editing for Joel Cox, beating A Few Good Men, Base Against Instinct, Crying Game, Player. There's a theme going on. Mm-hmm. How do you tell the best editor? I think you if you know editor. editing, <laughs> you can. I actually, I used to listen to a podcast where I know they were bad both editors. editors. And they talk so much about how you could tell the way a thing was edited and how well it was edited. And I'm like, I don't see but that. But why do they have to have an award show for it? <laughs> like, the guy who fucking cuts the meat in, in Farm Fresh, he doesn't get awards for doing his job. Maybe he but does. this guy gets an award. Actually, he might. <laughs> if you ever got an employee of the month, no, no, they had, that's an award for doing your job. Did they have to get dressed up? And, and, Look, and thank the Academy of Meat. But, but those are still awards you get for doing your job. And just because the award is not as well-known doesn't mean it's not an award for doing your job. People get awards for doing their job all the time. Whatever You've gotten like awards. three awards for doing your job. Well, the Jazz Triangle is a small thing and it's very prestigious. <laughs> but whenever someone wants to give me an award, I would say the same thing. Does it come with a cash prize? Then I don't give a shit. It did once. It did once. And that was the best award I've ever gotten. That I have in my desk. Like, what is this? That came with a cash prize. I got it. That did? Yes. Oh, cool. It's the most prestigious thing I've ever fucking gotten. At the award ceremony cool. for his last <laughs> award, we card. took home these cups. <laughs> and evidently, I made people uncomfortable with my acceptance speech because I was thanking everybody. It's like, well, I felt it was absurd, so I was being absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, piece of trivia this year, uh, Academy Award for Sound. Went to a little teeny film, probably didn't see it, called Dracula. <laughs> so I'm just like, I know when editing is bad, but I don't know that I would be able to tell one piece of good editing from another. But, you're not, but you're not an editor. No, it's but true. I know bad sound editing. I know bad jazz triangle when I hear it. But, I, but you probably couldn't tell the difference if it was both two really good sound endings, right. you know. 
That's just not, it's not your jam. I would enjoy maybe, being able to hear us. two movies, though. Maybe the people that vote on that get to see some of the unedited stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. Even I think if there's the Academy just... Why are there so many fucking award shows? There's the Golden Globes uh, and the Oscars and this one. Oh, this I don't movie, really this movie won. won. No, they, no, the, the they didn't watch them for a long time. And then, then there was a big the slice where they where people were interested, and now people don't watch again. Like, I get it. Like, if they were having these award shows and they weren't on TV, they were just having them for themselves, I'd be behind that. But putting them on TV and making a big deal about it, eh. I mean, the ratings have gone up since Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and now people are waiting for some shit to happen. And it's well, not going to... They used... They, um... This movie won 40 awards. It won a ton of BAFTAs and stuff, too. There's a lot of award shows that are not televised. Yeah, yeah. but there's... There used... Academy Awards, like, this... At this time, when I watched it then, these, these yeah, were actually... Yeah, we watched it when cool. I was a kid. There was, like, 11 shows back then. Yeah. Because <laughs> they would come and they would do fun shit. Nowadays, if you do anything if, wrong, it's like, oh, God, and it's like I feel a big like deal. the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes really fell off in the 2000s. People were like, I yeah. don't care about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? And I think because they kept making it a bigger and bigger... Spectacle and was less about the awards and more yeah. about the having a entertaining show. Award show peaked with MTV Movie Awards nineteen ninety seven. Was that the year that uh, what's his uh, how I just pulled Ron that. Howard's <laughs> little brother got the Lifetime Achievement Award and they stopped giving it out after that because he was generally touched. Yeah, he was. Now the best <laughs> he used the, to be a joke. The best Lifetime Achievement Award for the MTV Movie Awards. Chewbacca. No, it was Patrick Stewart, and he gave uh, Lifetime Achievement Award to Godzilla. <laughs> That was no, but Ron Howard's little brother won it one year, and he was so touched that they stopped giving it to people. Clint. Clint, Clint, Howard. Clint, Clint got it. And he gave it like a really good acceptance speech, and they were like, "Yeah, we can do this again." Because it was wonderful. Like, <laughs> like Chewbacca won last year. Because he took it seriously. Because <laughs> well, he hasn't won anything. He's, he's never won an award. In his How run. many movies has he been in that has won Howard... awards, and they're never for him? Yeah. This is exciting. Well, his brother gets also, awards all the really time. Also, he's really enjoyable. <laughs> I've never seen Clint Howard in a thing and gone. He's not. He. That dude is awful. Why are they putting you know him in the really He's good always in good. Rich, tango and Gesh. Tango and Gesh. Mm-hmm. But he's just, a, he's yeah, actually a good actor. Here. But he's happy. actually a good actor. All right, actor. we understand. You okay. like Clint Howard. God. I do. Well, this movie was written by David Wed Peoples. Who? David Wed Peoples. Never heard of him. He wrote Soldier, <laughs> 12 Monkeys, Blade Runner, hey. and Leviathan. Uh, <laughs> and it was directed yes. by Clint Eastwood. Never heard of him. He wrote. There he directed Grand Torino, mm-hmm. Million Dollar Baby, mm-hmm. and Bridges of Madison County, and like 45 other movies. Have you ever <laughs> seen Bridges of, Mad- of Madison County? Mm-hmm. I have not. Mm. I, I think I've seen it when it came out. This That movie came out when my mom was still in the thing where we watched like the, the Oscar movies? 100 greatest movies of all time, and we watched the ones that were nominated for Oscars, and yeah. Those are the like movies that I did see. I've seen a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. I saw Million Dollar Baby, not a fan. Well, starring I did Clint, not East- see that Clint Eastwood, who plays Will Money, William Money. He was in Heartbreak Ridge, one of my favorite movies. Mm. Pale Rider, Magnum Force, Few Dollars More, Good Bag and Ugly. Uh, Morgan Freeman, welcome back to the podcast. He plays Ned Logan. He was a narrator in War of the Worlds. He was in Bruce Almighty and Seven. I mm-hmm. like Bruce Almighty. <laughs> I do too. Right. I do too. Uh, Gene Hackman, welcome back to the podcast. He plays Little Bill Daggett. He was in the Birdcage, the French French Connection, the Replacements, Christmas Tide. It's always good. Roll Tide. I don't think I've ever seen Dirty Harry either. You never saw Dirty Harry? No, I never no. did. It's probably dated. Did you ever see for a few more dollars? No. no. Did you see the Deadpool? No. I saw Deadpool. The, I've seen the, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. He was in. 
I've always kind of wanted to see any which way will lose. High Plains Drifter. Pale Rider. No. Ingl- well, uh, Richard, Richard Harris plays English Bob. He was Dumbledore in Harry Potter. He was, in Gla- he was Marcus Aurelius in Gladiator. Awesome. He was in Patriot's, Patriot Games. He played the duck. The duck of death. Okay, uh, quick trivia. The boots that Clint Eastwood wore in this movie were the first boots that he wore in the show Rawhide in 1959. So he wore them in 1959, and they wore them the last time in 1992. Where are they now? They were in some kind of... Uh, there was some kind of uh, museum or something. Smithsonian? Is it? I don't know. I'm no. guessing. He was in some kind of thing like that. I think it was for Sergio, for Italian... Uh... Margaretti. Italian movies? Gotta make goddamn Italian movies? It opens and closes with the same place, time of day, and everything as High Plains Drifter. I have two reviews. Mm-hmm. Okay, 10 out of 10... This movie is perfect. Perfect? Perfect. Unforgiven is one of my best four films in history of cinema, period. Not because I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking Mr. Eastwood is not double communist and anti old woman. What are you doing? Like us, it was mankind, but today I've made the mistake he is. Ten out of ten. What? I don't know, it's a good review. I, like I don't like your grammar. <laughs> And Polars says, just plain ridiculous. Why did you find the hardest to read? <laughs> it's not hard. What's that say? Just plain. <laughs> he spelled ridiculous the way you spell it when you're trying to be funny and then forever your phone autocorrects it to that. Like really? I used to use ridicules. Uh-huh. And now my phone autocorrects ridiculous to ridicules and I'm like, stop it. I actually want ridiculous. My phone autocorrects the to THR. It's very fucking annoying. My <laughs> phone autocorrects John to John. Why are you yelling at me? Because it always puts your name in all caps, and I don't know why. <laughs> if I could stop it, I would, but I don't know how to fix it. Oh. Ugh, my back itches. There are some things in life one doesn't forget, like riding a bicycle, and also, since I have done both, sorting hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, money mm-hmm. seems to possess little knowledge of either, particularly in a hog pen. He really picked a weird part to, to focus on. Was this movie as attended as a comedy or a tragedy? So far, I'm concerned. It succeeded in being neither, just boring with characters that are poorly depicted. I would call this the worst movie that I've ever seen for both Clint Eastwood and also Morgan Freeman, which is one of my favorite actors. One out of ten stars. I did feel it was weird is. how long we had to look at hogs. Just, I skipped that part. <laughs> I came downstairs. Tony was already working on his notes, and then we just. What did you think going in, Carly? I thought this. it was amazing. Awesome. I've cool. seen this multiple times, and uh, almost didn't need to watch it <laughs> because Tony loves this movie. What did you think, Elaine? I was like, well, I've never seen this. I bet it's a really good movie. People talk about it all the time. Little did she know. Mm. It's just plain ridiculous. I guess. John? I thought, wow, this movie that all goes happens because some girl left someone over having a tiny pecker. True that? Mm-hmm. Double true. Well, the film starts on a small ramshackle house at sunset. A man is tending his farm in the distance as a simple guitar plays over. She was a comely young woman and not without prospects. 
Therefore, it was heartbreaking to her mother that she would enter into marriage with Willem Money, William Money, a known thief and a murderer, a man of notorious, vicious, and intemperate disposition. When she died, it was not at his hands. It was as her mother might have expected, but of smallpox. That was 1878. It is now 1880, and big whiskey. The thunderstorm rolls over the town. We cut to a brothel where people are doing the do. When uh, humping. That lady didn't even take off her boots. Hey, she's in a hurry. She's only getting paid a dollar. I know, but it was. For, I'm like, wow, she's got her boots on. I would have thought that they would be barefoot in those the brothel. Those were her humping boots. <laughs> I just assumed they'd be... Those were made for humping. I and assumed just what he would do. have his boots on, those... <laughs> but she would be barefoot in <laughs> the brothel. These boots are going to hump all over I you. see that. But also, ain't okay. nobody humping around. When he jumps off of her, she takes a rag and wipes herself before she runs after him, which I also thought was hilarious. And appreciate it. I mean, you when know. The, the head hoe hears some trouble in the next room. The head hoe. Head hoe. She stops her. She could be the madam. Nope, she's the head hoe. No, she's not a madam. She stops her client and goes to check. Customer in that room is fighting with a prostitute, grabs her, and cuts her face up. Finally, the owner, pimp, whatever, cocks a revolver at his head. We cut to the sheriff, little Bill, he's called. Uh, he checks in on the sex worker. So She will live. <laughs> the lead hoe, folks show. He cuts up her face and her titties. She says that lady uh, giggled when she saw he had a small pecker. She didn't she, know any better. She wants Bill to hang him. Bill says, no, get the bullwhip. Then the owner skinny says, well, no, he's, he's got a contract with Delia, Delilah. He bought her from Boston, and no one's going to pay to sleep with a cut-up whore. So he's like, oh, yeah, property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill doesn't want to make this a thing, so no trial, but no whipping or hanging. But come fall, he says, the guy that cut him and his friend have to bring up four horses, and then the partner has to bring him two. Because Alice, he helped. He helped hold her. Although, he helped hold her at first, but then as the guy kept cutting her, he tried to stop it. Yeah. Alice is furious. Is that Davey? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alice is furious. Bill says they, uh... What was I saying? Now, what... Yeah, this woman isn't going to get the horse. She just no, the, is going to get no. shut up. She gets nothing. I know. It's just shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Alice is right. She it ain't fair that they're not even gonna get a whipping, and that Skinny's gonna get money and she isn't gonna get shit. But Bill says they aren't criminals. They're just young men who did something foolish. The scene sets up that basically whores are cheap party, cheap cheap property to them. It's tough, tough one. But if you think about, you know, that's how they would have treated slaves as well. The next day, Alice gets all the prostitutes together. She wants them all to pitch in for a large pot, then use that money to buy a bounty out for the men that did this to Delilah. Months later, we cut to William Money. He's trying to separate his hogs. Some are sick with some flu. Would you give up your life savings? It's swine flu, duh. Would you give up your life savings if you were a whore that isn't even worth whipping a guy for so that some other girl, so you can... So, like, really, would you give up your life savings for this if you were one of those whores? No. But I they think, need the movie. I now. mean, put money in the pot, yes. But give up your life savings? Probably not. But I think it depends very heavily on the relationship these girls have. We don't know. 
Have they been working yeah. together for years? Are they all best friends? Do they have this wee band together? Well, this we girl is new. Together? Like, it's not like they did it to Alice, who's their mother, house mother kind of person. Head help. It's the new, it's the okay. new girl mm. who didn't, hasn't even learned to school herself to not laugh when she sees a tiny pecker. <laughs> <laughs> Which that seems like, you know, after three months of being a whore, you would have figured that shit out. So she had to be brand new. Also... Like, she's not that bad looking even with the scars. No, Dudes are still going to pay money to fuck her. Maybe not the whole dollar, but for 50 cents? Yeah. 50% off, 50%. Put her in the discount hoe rack? <laughs> yeah. I bet she would get more action than anybody else. Got anything in the discount hoe rack? <laughs> we got Delilah. I mean, if... if is there one where I can get a beer and a hoe for a dollar? Oh, <laughs> it's not you get like non-cut up hoe and the cut up hoe for a dollar fifty. It's not like this place is brightly lit. You can do it in the rear and get a beer. <laughs> All right. So a young man, the Schofield kid, rides uh-huh. up on Will, and I said to John, "Like the Bible." <laughs> yes, like the Bible. Because the Schofield Bible is a famous version of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really funny, and I thought I would tell Carly because she also owns a Schofield Bible. <laughs> yes, I thought they were going to be Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, <laughs> the path of the righteous man. What are you doing? Painting my nails. Why? Because I fucked it up earlier, and I'm fixing it. Okay, yeah, now's a good time. We're not doing anything important. I don't need my hands to talk about Unforgiven. <laughs> so this writer, the Schofield kid, rides up on Will. He starts listing some of Money's famous kills. And Money says, whoa, whoa, let's talk inside away from the kids. Yeah, Schofield's, this is inappropriate in front of my children. Money is busy trying to separate some hogs. All right, now much like that review read, I feel like we spent a little too much time on this dude's hogs. Like the camera zooms in on the hogs. So we see the hog pen. We see We spend at least two minutes on looking at hogs but just the hogs in the mud and then we keep seeing clint eastwood falling down and the kids like anybody else think of the movie do we really need to look at hogs because that's where he's getting rid of the dead bodies (laughs) the pigs will eat anything he's not getting rid of dead bodies how do you know at his homestead with his youngins you don't know that He's also the same crazy bastard who's like, all right, I'm leaving for a couple weeks. You guys got it. <laughs> Don't worry. Your mom's ghost will watch It was over. a different time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mom's ghost will take up. You need something, ask your mom. The kids are like 12 and 10. They're... Yes, in old-timey western town in the middle of fucking nowhere. I was like, at least they know where to get water, and hopefully they got some canned goods we'll or something that. in this house. Well, he tells them, you can kill if some chickens if you want. If you think that little girl isn't the one that's been cooking dinner since her mom died three years ago, you're wrong. <laughs> Well, Schofield's uncle told told him all about Will. He's the meanest, most ferocious killer there is. But Schofield uh, looks at this dirty, da- dirty, broken down old man, and he's like, "But I don't see it." And he need, but he needs a partner. He's an accomplished killer, he says, but he hasn't killed as many as Will. He tells Will he wants to hunt these two lowlife cowboys down. They cut up a whore, you see. They cut her eyes out, her ears off, and her tits, even her nose. And Will's like, Jesus. He's like, she has to walk around the afterlife, deaf, dumb, and blonde. <laughs> Dear God, what is that thing? The fool thought he killed Achilles. There's a $1,000 reward for him. Will thinks uh, thinks it over, and he's like, eh, he ain't like he's that like, anymore. I don't do that anymore. My wife his, reformed. His God rest your soul. He says that like every time. Stopped his, his drinking and his <laughs> wickedness. Who is 30 years younger than him. Ooh. 
Well, we don't know how old the character of Will Mundy is, but 30 years younger than Clint Eastwood anyways. Uh, well, he, he's he was currently 60, 90. He was Does he look 25? <laughs> when he filmed this. Well, Schofield leaves and says, wow. uh, if you change your mind, <laughs> I'll be this way. But he's 90 years old. Because he kicking. was born in 1930, and this came out in 92. Mm-hmm. Will, Will realizes that he's barely just hanging on as a farmer, and he can't turn down that kind of money. We see two cowboys show up with the horses. The partner seems to feel really bad about what happened and brings her a very nice horse just for Delilah. This is infuriating. So he gives over, they give over Skinny's horses. And then he, and Skinny's like, what about that one? And he's like, that's not for you. So then he says, this is for the woman that got cut up. And as an olive branch. It doesn't matter what, as restitution. And Alice runs this dude and that horse off. Fuck that whore. We had to gather a thousand dollars. No, we had to get we all had to put in all of our savings. We're keeping this fucking horse, even if we're having that guy murdered. Yeah. We so gave up all our money. Yeah, Alice is kind of terrible. Delilah has no future. She has to clean a bar. Like she could sell this horse. She could. This is this is Inferior. so enraging that Alice would not make sure that they took this fucking horse because she uh, she said it was fucked up that Skinny got horses and that Delilah didn't get anything and now this guy's bringing something from Del- for Delilah and she's like oh no fuck you and your horse what <laughs> I was so upset and he was like hey there Delilah what's it like in Big Whiskey <laughs> so mad well, we cut back to Will he's, is he wearing a plain white t-shirt no he's building up the strength to hunt men again he looks at a picture of his deceased wife and pulls out his revolver. Then he goes out front, um, sets up a can, and about 20, 30 feet away, and aims and fires. And, and misses. misses. And fires again. And misses. And misses. And he empties his pistol out, and he can't hit shit. So frustrated, he runs back inside, comes out with a shotgun, and blasts the fucking can away. Yeah. The daughter, his daughter asks his son, did Pa used to kill folks? No answer. Will shaves... Brings flowers to his wife's grave, which is one of my favorite tropes. I love when the husband who don't do bad shit no more goes to his wife's grave and puts the flowers on. Because he's about to do some bad shit. He's about to do some bad shit. He says, I love you, Victoria Lynn. (laughs) Sorry, I have somebody else. Then Joe Pesci walks up and goes, I used to have a frog. (laughs) Named Froggy. Well, he tells uh, his son to take care of his sister. What? Kill a couple of the chickens if you need to. And if there's any problem... Just pop on over to Ned's wife's house, and she'll take care of you. You know, it's only 800 miles that way. <laughs> I don't think it's 800 miles. It ain't 800 miles, miles but, but it's, it's a... It's not a pop It's over. a fade to black. We're riding the next day before yeah. he gets there. These two little kids are just going to go on a fucking Disney journey. But uh, he gets on his horse. Uh, he tries to get on his horse, but he's nearly trampled as he eats shit on the ground. He, every time he tries to get on his horse. He cannot get on this horse. He says the horse knows that he used to mistreat animals when he was young, but his their mom taught him, showed him the uh, to show them kindness. That's why the pigs give him such a hard time too. Apparently, he'll be back they in all a couple know. weeks. Don't worry, your mom's ghost is looking out for you. That's back. like me saying that I dropped a brick on my foot because I made the wrong decision at work. Did you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Back at Skinny's, what? Billiard House, which I guess is that Greenies, is that what the place is called? But 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. He bought it from Greeny. Yeah, that's right. And he so turned it Greenies, into a whorehouse. He's heard about the reward prostitutes have put up, and he wants to know if it's is it, if it's real. Do they have that much money? And so he goes up to talk to them. They say no. They lie and say no. Skinny gets enraged because even though, even if they don't have the money, when the bounty hunters show up, they're going to be really pissed off that they did this job, come to claim their money, and there ain't no cash. He goes, what are you going to do, hump them a thousand times? Skinny goes to see little Which Bill. Which is why I think it costs a dollar a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about right. Except for Delilah. Then it's a dollar for fucking a beer. Mm-hmm. Skinny goes to see little Bill, the sheriff. He's building a house by himself. Skinny explains the situation with the bounty. Little Bill asks if they have the money. He says it's possible, but he doesn't know. He said maybe you should just run off the two cowboys. He says, well, maybe I'll run off those whores. Skinny says, well, probably nobody's going to come anyway. And you can tell little Bill's concerned, though. He knows trouble's coming. So little Bill, $1,000 is a lot of money. Seems to be perhaps a former ruffian. Yeah, he's decided to settle. They don't really talk too much about him, but I was kind of thought that they'd talk a little bit more about little Bill and who he was and, you know, the way they talked about um, Bob or whatever. English Bob? English Bob. Well, Will rides to his friend's house, Ned Logan, which is Morgan Freeman, makes, uh, which I say makes me wonder how far this is that he wants his son and daughter to go if they're in trouble. Ned welcomes him in, but Sally, his wife, not so much. She looks at, and when she when he leaves, she looks at who will stuff, and he has a rifle in there, or the shotgun. Mm-hmm. She gives him the evil eye. Will lays out the plan. Ned is very skeptical. Skeptical. He's like, "You haven't fired a gun at a man in ten years, right?" And he's like, "Well, eleven years." Will says, "Well, what'd they do?" And he says, "Oh man, they cut up a woman. They cut up her face, cut out her eyes, cut off her fingers, cut off her tits." Everything except her cunny. Ned is, that word. Ned is mm. stunned. Cunny? Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, well, it bothers me. It's in one of those old-timey words. And it just, I just, it's like how some people feel about moist. Mm-hmm. It's just the sound of it really bothers me. <laughs> That's why I don't read old Western romances. Because oh, yeah, I don't, the, it... the language bothers me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's any worse than any other word for a lady's bits. I've but seen it, it in me. historical romance, mm-hmm. but it's not common if you're reading like Regency. Regency. <laughs> it's every once in a while, but it's not very common. But if you read like historical American romance, it is, and I don't, that's one of the reasons I don't read them. Well, Ned is stunned by this, and he says, well, they got it coming then. He says, but you do know if Claudia was alive, you wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And Will gets kind of pissed and just goes to leave. Ned stops him and says, well, wait, what's the cut? Three ways? And who's this kid? Uh, Will points out Ned's Spencer rifle on the wall. Ned says he can still use it very well. He can knock the eye out of a bird while it's flying. Check off gun. Yeah, because his wife doesn't stop him from practicing, maybe? Or maybe he uses it to hunt so that they can eat. Or he, maybe he's <laughs> 15 years younger. Than maybe. But I feel like but they're in Kansas in, you know... Late 1800s. No, they're in Kansas. Well, Will's farm is in Kansas. And um, so I assume they're Kansas or Nebraska, maybe. I don't know. But this is a black man living with an Indian wife. He probably needs to be prepared to protect his homestead. (laughs) Not going to lie. You know what I like about this movie? They never mention that he's black. No, but 
I feel like that would mean that he needs to be more proficient with his weapon. But they don't mention it in the movie. Not ever, not once. And you know what? I appreciate it. Yeah, but... Good job, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> well, that's because most people didn't care about that. Most people don't care then. They don't care now, but, you know, they won't tell you that. Well, they go to ride out. Will eats shit again. Ned looks worried. He shoots a glance at his wife. And we've all seen this look before. He may not want to come back. <laughs> Will and Ned ride all day trying to catch it's up to Schofield. the same look that What's-Her-Name gave Frank in the last movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At night they make camp. Will says he's gotten used to this to his bed, so sleeping on rocks is not something he's looking forward to. And Ned says he's also misses sleeping with his wife, but then he looks at Will and apologizes. Will says, look, you know, Sally's pissed, doesn't like him, like him much, gives him the evil eye. And it says, well, she's engine, and uh, they ain't over-friendly. Well, it says, no, he gets it. She knows what he, she knew him back when he used to do the bad stuff, and it makes sense. And he says, but he's changed now. Claudia stopped his drinking and killing. He mentions that quite a few times. Yeah, he's changed. I'm here yeah. to kill a man, but I have changed. <laughs> I don't do that thing. anymore. And Sally's like, I know why you're here. Yeah. Like, Mr. I changed. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're recruiting my husband to go kill somebody. Because you don't kill a man without Ned. <laughs> well, not on purpose, no. Then Will says, hey, you remember that young man I shot in the head and his teeth came out the back of it? And Ned says, uh, yeah. He goes, well, I think about him a lot. He didn't deserve that, but I was drunk. Ned says, look, you At least are... no reason I can remember when I sobered up. Ned says, look, you were a crazy son of a bitch, but uh, that was a long time ago. And Ned Will says, yeah, everybody in the gang hated me or were scared of me. Ned says, well, you ain't like that no more, like you said. You're just a fella now. Then we cut to an incoming train in the passenger car. All the cow folk are outraged that President Garfield might die from an assassination attempt. And we meet English Bob. He explains that if the U.S. had a king or a queen, this wouldn't happen. You can't shoot royalty. But some guy, a president, who cares? No problem. One of the uh, men on the train recognizes him, and then they go outside and shoot quail for a dollar a hit. Well, um, one of the guys is offended, and then the other guy is like, you need to stop throwing your mouth, but that is English Bob. And Bob says, look, I'll shoot for the queen, and you can shoot for, well, whoever. whoever. <laughs> and uh, Bob hits seven out of eight, so Bob no, gets paid. It was eight for ten, wasn't it? Was it eight for ten? Yeah, they said ten pheasants. Oh, okay. So It was, they shot for ten, and it was a dollar a pheasant. So the one guy only shoots one, and he shoots, and he eight, so shoots, shoots eight. He and shoots he eight, seven. so he gets seven dollars because the okay. one because it's eight minus one, and that equals seven. All right, I Thanks. can do math. Eighteen percent chance. Stop doing math. Um, but English Bob says, "Look, it's okay. You were obviously uh, affected by your grief over the injury of your president." Um, Bob has a man with him. Uh, Beauregard, he's a writer. He copies down Bob's exploits and builds pulp stories around them. This was popular in that time. Billy the Kid, Wild Bill Hill Cop. They have a lot of... Arkansas, Dave Rudabaugh. Supposedly, Billy the Kid only shot maybe two people, but the stories and stuff said he killed like 50, 60 people because that's just what they did. They didn't have a lot going on, so they just build these old West heroes up through stories. Well, let's have a whistle about a man named Israel Bissell. Yeah. Um, Wyatt Earp didn't really do much. He was kind of a shithead. Yeah, most of them. But that Tombstone movie is outrageous. Yeah. They do that now. Well, yeah. 
even stuff that happened five years ago has become so fabricated that you don't know. As they ride in, Bob says, the U.S. is a savage country, too spread out and wild. He's uh, trying to basically put on any kind of airs and make himself seem like a real badass for Beauregard. He's his biographer. One of the deputies spots Bob as he gets off the wagon and notices he has a six-shooter. As they passed, as they came in, there's a giant sign out front that says, you must, all Go weapons guns. must be turned into the sheriff's office as you enter. The deputies go confront Bob, but he blows them off, and uh, then they go back to the office to load up and tell the sheriff. And these guys are shook. There's like, there's like five or six of these deputies, but every time in the movie anything happens, they're fucking terrified, and they have to get the sheriff. They well, can't do anything. I feel like anything. they've never done. Gene Hackman's a stalk. They're I know, used I know, to but it's like why people have just so many turning over then? their weapons to them. I guess which you have, it yeah. seems yeah. like. Most people in the Wild West aren't just going to hand over their guns to you. But, see, but, but that was a thing in Tombstone, too. Is Garrett's, Or maybe like, most people... And we don't have to worry about this Well, shit. maybe most people went to... They turned over their gun. They fucked the whore. The next day, they got yeah. their gun there and went left Rolled town. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want no problem with you. Kind of a no thing. Beef. I don't want no beef. Dear. But... Ah, these guys ah, lie. But also, they don't need to... Like it's not like they've ever shot anybody. No, these guys are just my my problem with it is everyone they do this they do this little game with like five or six people in the movie. They all lie, and it's like, dude, we're going to check you in a second. Do you think we're just going to take your word and roll out? Like I don't have a gun on me. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You have two good guns on you, motherfucker. Like, do you think we're not going to check? There's six of us. This is before they had that you know that stop and frisk rule. Yeah. That's where I stop and beat you. Um, I think you're right to be trampled now. But go back to the Wild I West. Mean, for, oh, oh, it's not like okay, so they're oh, near the railroad. Jerry just beat you to death. Yeah. So maybe they're near the railroad, but we don't see. It doesn't seem like there's any reason for this town to be here. Mm-hmm. There's like homesteaders. There's what the cattle ranch. Like other than the ranchers in the area, there's it's not like a crossroads kind of town or whatever. Mm-hmm. So most of the people that live here, they come in town. They don't bring their weapons. It's called Big Whiskey. Maybe they make whiskey there. I don't Maybe know. You have to look I mean, I'm sure well, they have billiards there. <laughs> yeah, this is just you know nope, where the de- table you last winter. So most people <laughs> probably don't give them a problem, and these deputies are just you know. Yeah, which is maybe why Bob. He's trying to be a big fish in a little pond. You know, and all these people know about, you know, little Bill. and or little Bill. Well, Bob gets a shave, and the whole time he's talking to the man about how the U.S., if the U.S. had a king, and blah, 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 blah. And as he exits, the deputies stop him immediately with guns to his head, and mm-hmm. now little Bill's there. And all three, um, all the deputies have guns leveled at him. Little Bill recognizes English Bob immediately. He says, hi, Bob. And knows he's a piece of shit. Yeah, people all around the town come out and start watching. Bob introduces his biographer, Bo Camp, and uh, Bo goes into his bag to explain what he does, and everybody pulls guns on him. And he pisses himself. And he, and he pees himself. his pants, mm-hmm. which is funny. He says, it's just a book. And Bill says, well, if you write books, then that means both of you can read. And if you can read, you must have seen that giant-ass sign that said, no weapons in my town. Mm-hmm. Bob surrenders his peacemaker... And they also go to Bo Camp and pull out stuff, and he actually does have a book, the Duck, the Duke of Death. <laughs> Duck of Death. That's what he is. Yeah, Duck I says. But uh, Bob goes to leave, but Bill isn't stupid. He says, "No, I'll be taking your backup 32, 32. as well." 
Bob says, then you're going to leave me at the mercy of my enemies. Bill says, you mean the enemies you have because you've been talking about the talking up the queen here in the U.S. on Independence Day? And he punches him and kicks the shit out of him in the streets. And he yells to everybody that this is what's going to happen to people that are coming here looking for this whore's gold. There is no whore's gold. You need to tell everyone that. And then after that, he tells everybody. You to can get see the, the other the people that were on the train are there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't even know the horse. Mm-hmm. Will Netter he just beats the <laughs> shit beats out of him. That puts him in jail. Will and Ned are riding to towards town, and Ned asks Will. He goes, "Do you ever go into town?" He goes, "Well, sometimes you know to get feed and stuff." He goes, "No, no. I mean, do you ever go into town? You know, for company?" He's like, "No." I don't, I'm married. I don't do that stuff. He goes, so you, you just use your hand? He's he like, huh? He says, it ain't right buying flesh. I'm a father. Shots ring out. They all jump to the ground. And then their shots are randomly flying in random He's like, they're not shooting at us anymore. Well, now Will, they are. <laughs> Ned, and Will, Ned and Will realize it's the kid. They go talk with him. Schofield Bible. <laughs> Schofield ain't too keen on Ned helping. Not because no. he's black, because he doesn't want to split through race. The kid's mm-hmm. kind of a it's dick, important. and especially to Ned. And he will, uh, he and Will, he's like, I don't need a partner, especially don't need another partner. So um, Ned and Will are like, okay, and they just go to ride off. But Schofield gives in, and he's like, okay, hold on, hold on, and then they all ride off together. They ride for a bit, talk about, and um, they're t- uh, Ned and Will are talking about dark clouds moving in. And Schofield's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, the storm clouds that are following us. And he's like, I don't, I don't know about, I don't, I don't know about that. He's like, I sees him. So Ned says, <laughs> uh, Ned says, you know, I'm a good shot. I can hit that hawk right above us. And then Schofield looks up because I could hit that one too. And he goes, there's no fucking, bo- there's no fucking hawk above us. <laughs> I like how they cut the clinics. <laughs> he's looking around. Where's the hawk? <laughs> he's like, am I losing it? He says, you can't see. And he basically calls him out as being blind. They find out that he's very farsighted. <laughs> well, little Bill has English Bob and Bo Camp in his jail. He reads Bo Camp's uh, Duck of Death pulp story. He pokes him, pokes fun at it, and uh, how Bob is such a badass. But Bo Camp explains that look, I embellish it a little bit because that's what we do with this, the writing of these of these stories. But it's basically exactly how Bob told it. Little Bill, little Bill explains that he was there for all of this and none of this happened. And Bob, while he is a good shot, he's a bit of an asshole and partly a coward. And he talks a lot of shit. Little Bill explains that what actually happened was Bill shot this dude in cold blood because the other guy fucked a girl that Bob liked. Bob missed. Bob was drunk, missed twice, and the dude went to shoot Bob and his pistol blew up in his hand. And then Bob <laughs> killed him. Bo Camp is fascinated by uh, the story. Sorry, (laughs) woke up the dog. Bo Camp is fascinated by the story, and Bill explains that being a fast draw is not what wins gunfights. Being calm of mind is. Will Ned and Schofield make camp at night. Schofield asks Will all sorts of questions about his past, his legends, all that kind of stuff. He says these two deputies had rifles drawn on them, and he shot both of them before they could fire. And Ned or Will's like, I don't remember. I was drunk. Mm-hmm. So Schofield asked Ned, how many people did you kill? And he says, well, how many people did you kill? 
Ms. Cofield says, I've killed five. And Ned's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Obviously, this kid's a joke and doesn't realize who he's talking to. And also, this is where I put notes that, why are we these characters called Bill, Will, and Bo Camp? <laughs> Bad name. Back at the jail, Bill has led Bo, let Bo Camp out, and he's writing down all the info that he's given him. Bill explains how gunfighter gunfights work. Stay calm, shoot the best shot first, blah, blah, blah. Bo Camp doesn't understand. What, what, what's the big deal? You just shoot people. You just fire. Bill, go, Bill hands Bo regard a loaded pistol. He goes, well, look, if it's so easy, you can just shoot me, and you two can roll out. No problem. Here's the keys. Yeah. Shoot me. Let him out. Bob sees this and stands up. He's interested all of a sudden. Obviously, Bo can't. Bob would have shot him. Obviously, Bo can't. But he says, well, if what if I gave this gun to Bob? And Bob starts to move close and lean in and uh, towards the bars. And then Bo's about to give it to him. But then he sits back down. Bill smiles and says, I would have shot you dead, Bob. Mm-hmm. And Bo Camp is all in, in awe of Bill now. Will, Ned, and Schofield ride into a thunderstorm that explains that the kid has got the story all wrong. Uh, Will killed three men before before they could fire, not two. And Will's like, I don't know. I don't remember. It's like, I don't I was remember drunk. shit for back I ain't then. like that no more, you see? He, he keeps saying, I was drunk. I ain't like that. Mm-hmm. I was drunk. Wife, I don't remember. I don't know wife. if you heard, but his wife stopped him. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't like that no more. I'm going to start saying that all the time. I ain't like that no more. Should I have responded to Audra's text? I ain't like that no more. <laughs> yes. Audra Harley did not cure him from taking the trash out. No. <laughs> in the morning, little Bill loads up Bob. Fortunately for Carly. <laughs> little Bob in a carriage and sends him out of town with his bent peacemaker. But Bo Camp is staying to learn more from little Bill. As he passes the brothel, Bob curses the town and the whores. But Alice says no one is going to come for that bounty now, not after what everyone saw him do to, to Bob. Skinny tells Delilah to get a veil to cover her face. Maybe somebody will want to fuck her. 75 cents, the veil. <laughs> Maybe 66. Ned, Will, and Schofield. Maybe 69. Hello! <laughs> Ned, Will, and Schofield pull into a big whiskey. <laughs> Tony thought it was funny. I'm glad someone thought my joke was funny. <laughs> in the pouring rain and ride right past the sign with no guns. You know, you got, I'd give him a pass. Yeah. Like, did you not see the sign? What sign? Yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, when little guns. Bill confronts him in the thing, he even says, I guess you didn't see the sign because of all the rain. Yeah. He didn't say it like that. <laughs> I don't know what accent that is, but that wasn't him. <laughs> he didn't see the sign. Do that again. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> It's going to get different every time. <laughs> now, you, now you feel like, you're, you sound like your favorite right. wedding call is going to be blush and bashful. Mm-hmm. It's very Julia Roberts, Steel Magnolias. I don't think it is. You think of Wacko Weasel. Ones over there started. <laughs> Will, uh, as they ride into the town, Will's starting to seem ill. He's holding his jacket closed real big and shaking. And once in, time, once in town, Schofield uh, heads immediately to go see Alice. Now, little Bill has Bill Camp at his house and telling him all these crazy stories. And little Bill explains that he can't stand drunk men swinging their guns around. They're men of low caliber or assassins. Then there's a knock at the door. And Bill's like, "What the? who the fuck is knocking at my door in the pouring rain this late in the, in the evening? A gently tapping. If someone was gently rapping. 
knocking at his chamber door. That's right. It's a deputy. Three men just rolled into town, and at least two have guns. They're at Greenies. Will and Ned sit at the table. Uh, Will is in bad shape now, possibly hallucinating. And they said at least two have guns. So when he comes in and says, give me your gun, and he says he doesn't have one, I thought maybe he legit didn't. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he left it on his horse. I mean, he's ill. Yeah. And we saw him shoot that revolver earlier. I 100% (laughs) thought he was going to open his coat and there wasn't going to be a gun. I did too. Even though I've seen this movie lots of times. Every time I'm like, why would he even have a gun? He's not shooting anybody. He ain't like that no more. He ain't like that no more. He ain't like that no more. His wife stopped him from drinking. I'm just saying. She was a good woman. It surprised me when he did have a gun. I was like, why did you buy? (laughs) Matt said he's going to go upstairs. He's a single dad. Works real hard. He is. (laughs) Loves his kids, but leaves them a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But he ain't like that no more. He's got a heart of a fighter. Ned says he's going to go check on Schofield because he's been gone for a long time and maybe he's slinging around his D. Maybe he's getting in advance. He uh, yeah, asks he Will if he wants to, you know, come with him, you know, come up here. You want, you want to? But he knows the answer. You know? He nudge, like nudge, wink, he's wink. like, hey, you want to come over here and hump something? <laughs> it ain't right buying flesh. No, he's a father. <laughs> he's a father. Will sits alone trembling. The whole, saloon is, the whole saloon is watching him. And then little Bill and his boys come in. They all level weapons at him. Bill demands Will's pistol. He says he ain't armed. Bill asks his name, and he says, Will, and then he makes up a last name. Blaga Blaga. One of his partners. Will Deadtree. Bill takes uh, Will's gun and beats the shit out of him, just like he did English Bob. Ned and Schofield. And he's always talking. He's like, in Cheyenne, in Dallas. He's like, why do you keep... Ned and Schofield haul ass out the back window. He goes to the entire I've Been Everywhere song. Yeah, the horse see him attack. The horse see him attack. Will, and then they go to warn um, Schofield and Ned. Who go, Schofield and Ned are leaving. And what does uh, Ned say? He says, uh, never mind your shirt, man. Put your fucking boots on. <laughs> and then he falls out a window. Elaine thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> it was well, we funny. know it takes a while to put those boots on. <laughs> that's, why, that's why she didn't that's take them off. And take them off. Yeah, yeah that's why Reeves <laughs> didn't take them off when he jumped in. If they're well fitted. The patrons watch Will crawl out the door and into the street. Bill goes upstairs and beats Alice for info on Will. Will's friends, she lies. They were just here for billiards. He says, billiards? He's like, what the fuck? That, that means sex. Yeah. Or humping, if you will. Ned and Schofield see a wrecked Will and take see him back a wrecked Will. <laughs> I don't think Will had the erection. No. Yeah, I don't think. I think it was erect. Schofield that was still oh, erect. Right. <laughs> so he take him back to camp. He hung his hat on it. Will stitches up, or uh, Ned stitches up Will's face. He says, "You've done this before, plenty of times." The next morning, two prostitutes are there uh, with Ned and Schofield, and they're getting advances, waiting for Will's fever to break. Schofield wants to go. Uh, Kill him now, and Ned's like, I don't do no killing without Will. Without my part. They they only kill each other together. They're a team. They're a killing team. <laughs> At night, Will's been hallucinating again. He said he saw the angel of death and his wife, and his wife was filled with worms. And now he's scared of dying. If, if he does die, please don't tell his kids any of the stuff he used to do. Because he ain't like that no more. <laughs> and then he passes out. Schofield thinks Will is going to die. 
and he wants him and Ned to just go kill the men. Ned doesn't to believe the kid will kill anyone. Next morning, Will wakes up. Delilah is there taking care of him. And he's, he's actually better now. His fever he's like, broke. are you an angel? <laughs> he eats and drinks, talks to Delilah. She asks if you're going to kill the cowboys. He says yes. Um, she explains that Ned and the kid are getting a lot of advances on the payment. So if he wants one, Will says, no, he's married. Uh, but it ain't because you're not pretty, though. And if then, you wanted a free one. For some reason, I sure. thought that at the end of this movie, she was going to go home with Will and be his kid's new mama. My head canon is that she does. She follows him. <laughs> Glad I'm not alone. I'm just saying they should have done it. She should have hopped on the back of that horse and ridden yep. out of town with him. But he tells her that he tells her that even despite her cuts, that she's very pretty, and this makes her smile for the first time. She is pretty. Mm-hmm. For a whore. No. That got that done got her face cut. Wow. You're a terrible person. I'm just saying, I ain't like that no more. Ned you were Will. just like that two seconds ago. I changed since then. It's been a long few seconds. That was five minutes ago. That was the old Tony. Yeah. So Ned, Will, and the kid find one of the cowboys with a group. Uh, they shoot. Uh, Ned shoots the horse, and it falls over on the kid's <laughs> leg. It sound like he said horse. Horse. How do they know which one of them? They had the, oh, they had the drawing. No, they had drawings. Oh, okay, I, which were, I was excellent. like, part, I sorry. was like, oh my god. All right, there were fucking what was that? Movie? Actually, <laughs> they're pretty good. Let's they, be real. They were better they than were the pretty other good. two we they saw. They are probably the, one the best drawings we've seen of a suspect. Winter's Tale. Yeah. Yeah, Winter's yeah. Tale. Thank yeah. you. See, it wasn't Winter's Tale. Wait, it looks just like her. Yeah. Winter's <laughs> that one. Winter's was, Tale is my favorite. They look, they look like that. Like somebody made them with that that magnet thing, where it's the bald dude with the smile, and you oh, take yeah, the magnet yeah, yeah, pieces yeah. and you make face <laughs> but, but they do look like. Yeah, it was a dude with two eyes and nose and a beard, so and they knew who it was immediately. It's the best police sketch we have seen <laughs> thus far on the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, they shoot the horse; it falls over on the dude and breaks his leg. Um. So. Ned's like, oh, well, fuck, okay, we gotta kill him. So Ned takes the boy in his sights, but then he can't do it. He can't kill him now. He ain't like that no more. He ain't like that no more. He doesn't keep yeah. saying it, but it's true. But in actuality, <laughs> he ain't like that no so more. Will takes the rifle, because he look, is there like she that. is. See that? Look at that. Looks just like her. Mm-hmm. I ain't love. Yes. You know what? <laughs> For your birthday. <laughs> so I'm Will, gonna get a drawing done of the back of... Carly's head. That's right. So everybody knows what she looks like because if you post it on the Facebook page, they'll all recognize her. Exactly. Will takes the rifle, um, but he's not the best shot in the world. He keeps missing, but he eventually does hit the guy. Right in the gut. And he's separated from his friends and bleeding out. The guy starts crying and screaming. He says he's scared and thirsty. He begs for some water. (laughs) He got thirsty real fast. Is Will. that how fast you get thirsty when you start losing blood? Mm-hmm. There's a legit question I'm awesome. interested in. I don't ever shot that fast. Mm-hmm. You ever been shot that fast? Yep. You've been shot slow before? Yep. Been shot slow. He uh, begs for water. Will gives in and says, Give him some God, some water, God damn it. We won't shoot you. And they're like, You We're won't really shoot us. We're only here to shoot him and the one other dude. Are you and guys that other dude? No, you're fine. And they give him some water. <laughs> And then they ride off, but Ned doesn't want to be a part of this anymore. He says, I can't do this. He ain't like that no more. Mm. Will says, well, just wait. We can, we'll go kill the other two at night, and then we can all ride home together. And Ned says, no, no, I'm leaving. He, he says, rides off. He says, I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. But he means it. 
<laughs> he tells him he can take the rifle if he wants, and he's yes. like, and he won't. Will says, well, look, no matter what happens, you're still going to get your money. Because the kid says, you ain't getting no fucking money then. He's like, don't worry about the stupid fucking kid. <laughs> Later, one of the... Kid de- probably won't survive. <laughs> yeah. Later, one of the deputies goes to see little Bill. He and Bo Camp are working on his house. and uh, He's building that porch. The dep says that three men um, shot one of the cowboys, one of the two wanted cowboys. That night, Bill rounds up a whole fucking it's a posse. posse and uh, Delilah and the girls And watch. during an argument about who's paying for their horse's feed and their bullets, yeah, which is pretty funny. I've actually... It's probably true. But, I mean, this is a... You, I've seen plenty of movies where they round up a posse. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they've Somebody's never had a discussion it. about who's paying for my bullets before, which I enjoy. Like, I'll be part of this posse, but I'm not paying to be part of this posse. Like, <laughs> I have expenses. I need you of, to uh, provide my weapons. <laughs> reminds me of Django when they get mad because of the eye holes in the clan. Who made these? <laughs> my wife made them. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Look, let's not get upset about anything. On the next lynching, <laughs> let's say maybe we just think about it a little bit more. I'm fucking going home. <laughs> In Django, that was the whole thing that Jonah Hill had that part. Yeah. He had a whole thing, like a whole story arc, and then got cut out. And they're like, you know what? I'll give you a cameo. Best I can do. He was like, deal. Well, Delilah and the girls watch. She says um, she don't think they'll do it. Will, had, Will was so nice, and he's so true to his wife. I says, he don't have a wife. His wife's in the ground. Which, how'd she find this out? Yeah, oh, no. Maybe no. I hope no. So, so no I show. Don't know. But, you know. Oh, you know what might have happened? Hell. When he was hallucinating, he kept thinking he saw his wife. Maybe one of the other horse was there and asked Maybe. Ned about it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying it could have, she You're maybe right. could have found out. Because I'm like, I mean, it's not like anybody other than... Little Bill has even heard this guy's name before. Well, maybe, maybe it's a movie. I know. It just seemed weird. It just seemed weird. The brick smashes through the window, and uh, Alice screams, Look, those assholes. Fuck is. You don't yell at a posse. (laughs) Alice gonna get lynched. Yeah. Alice, Alice, I'm sorry. Alice needed to get beat up. She did. She gets a little. No, but. But no, she is little Bill slaps her around a little bit. But yeah. we should have seen her multiple times, like, fucking beat up. Because she is one mouthy whore. <laughs> and no one likes a mouthy whore. No one likes a mouthy whore. I'm just saying, in the time frame of this movie... I'm not saying, like, mouthy whore should deserve right, to be beat right, up. You know. I'm saying, in the context of this movie, it's very weird that she is this confrontational and they're not beating the you, shit out of her. You want... Violence on sex workers. That's how you're opinionated. I got no, you. No, it don't. Cool. That's what you're into. Because yep. so, in the Wild West, it seems to be that might makes right. Yeah. I, and I'm just saying that and she shouldn't she be that. She don't have a lot of might. So she might want to shut the fuck up. Yeah, right? <laughs> However, she does kind of control the poontang. So. All the poontang? I mean, not does all she, of it. No. But she does. She, kinda, at least one of it. She's kind of the head ho. She's keeping. Show. I mean, she's definitely the head ho. So she has a little bit of But power. why is she still. There's no way that Skinny isn't beating the shit out of her every oh, time no, that she gets oh. mouthy. Oh, like, he is beating the shit out of her. I feel like it's she sh- at this point is mouth- visible. Let's signs. be real too. You got now, the Alice, <laughs> Alice is older than the rest of these women. She's been a whore for a long time. She's probably <laughs> She's about to retire from the hoeing. She's not she's as, for this dick. <laughs> like she's not as good looking as the rest of these girls are either. So who's picking Alice for their role in well, the head? Well, she knows what she, I think. I think probably what it is, and this is based on absolutely nothing, 
is Skinny leans on Alice to run the horse yes. as much as she can so he doesn't have to deal with any of it. That's probably it's true. just a bunch of women that he don't want to fucking deal but with. But he doesn't want to have to deal with Alice either. To a degree. Like, I he, feel like she would have gotten beat up a couple well, of times. Alice yeah. must really know how to work the... She knows her job. I guess. <laughs> well, a man rides up on Lil Bill's posse and starts yelling. They captured Ned. Scofill and Will have tracked down the other cowboy based on the photograph, or the drawing. He has a group He has a group with him, though, one of them being a deputy. But he's sleeping. And then that other crew drags Ned into the jail. Now we cut back to Will and the kid. They're watching the last cowboy. He's uh, in the cabin. and They're, they like, have, they're camping to... out behind the shitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. saying he has because to come out. eventually... He's, he's got to make a deposit. He's got to have to come out to the ship. He's holding his turds like the gold. Yeah, and they're getting tired of waiting. They're like, dude, he has to shit eventually. Schofield right? is like, it smells bad out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, back at the jail, little Bill is tied up and whipping Ned. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it all across the town. The prostitutes are sitting on the front porch holding back tears. Little Bill has Camp writing down all of everything that happens all and all the names and stuff that Ned is confessing to and then hours later when he when he questions him again and Ned tells him fake names he's like that's not what you said before so you're obviously lying he's like that is what I said and then he looks at Bocamp and Bocamp looks in his book and he's like he's making shit up so they keep whipping him Bill says to go get the whores and then bring them in and then we'll talk about the story again. And this time, if Ned lies, he's going to hurt him real bad. And he leans on him. The kid moves in because uh, they see, I don't know his name. What Back is his at name the homestead. Again? Matt or something. What's the fucking guy's name? The other cowboy does finally go to shit. And the kid moves in on him, opens the door. He opens the wrong door. <laughs> yeah. So then he opens the next door. He sees him, hesitates, but then he does shoot the dude three times. The deputy comes to the door, but Will shoots shoots a shotgun at him and drives him back inside. Uh, Will and Schofield haul ass. They get away. Is it quick, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Schof- Should be tiny, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minuscule, Mike. Mike and Ike. Mini Mike. Yeah, mini Mike. <laughs> Schofield is shook. Micro penis. Micro machine. Schofield is shook on the edge of his tears and trying to hide it. The kid is all fucked up about killing this man. And then, shocker, he admits that was his first kill. He starts mm-hmm. sobbing. Nobody's surprised. Will tells the kid <laughs> to drink some more whiskey. He said, all I did was pull a trigger, and now that man's gone. And then he says, it's a hell of a thing killing a man. You take away everything he's got and all he ever will, ever, all he's ever going to have. The kid says, well, I guess he had it coming. And Will says, well, we all have it coming, kid. The prostitute rides up and, heads, and gives them the money. Uh, Will says, okay, look, we can count it and uh, split it up when they catch up with Ned. It sounds like it's all coins, which means that thing's fucking heavy. Yeah, it's $1,000 <laughs> coins. It's a pretty big well, bag. Well, it's not 1000 They got some advanced. Oh, that's true. At most, it's 90 <laughs> <laughs> And it depends on if the horse charged them for the food and shit they brought out. Probably, the yeah. They got to charge them for the, so. you know, your expenses. So you're humping and your and your Cheetos or whatever the fuck they ate. Yeah. So at most, it's probably... Like, no more than 950. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how many times they humped him, but... A lot, I, I think he was out for three days, so I guess that could be quite a lot of humping. 
And I don't know how much. We didn't have any YouTube back then either. No. So yeah, well, they had the, we didn't have eight bucks in a condom. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, they're like, all right, we're gonna catch up with Ned, give him his half or share or whatever, and then we're gonna all ride north. And then the whore goes, "You're not catching up with Ned. Ned's dead." And he's like, "Ned's not dead. Where did you hear that?" He said, "Little Bill had him back at the place, beat him to death, and put a sign on him." And then he said, he didn't did he... mean to kill him. It was an accident. He, said, he, he found out that you guys killed minuscule Mike. And then he, <laughs> he went a little too hard. He said, well, what did he question him about? He says, well, he questioned him about where you two were. She says how in the end, Ned was hurt so bad, he told him everything. About who he was, that he was willing to money, death incarnate. And that you once killed a U.S. Marshal. You so, killed men, women and children, and if he killed Ned, then you would come and kill him. Will is enraged. He asked for that. Sp- didn't scare him. He asked Schofield for his Schofield pistol. The kid says he can have it. He's done. He's not killing anyone ever again. I ain't like you, Will. You can have all the money too. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "What about your monocle?" And I was like, "I have a monocle." <laughs> and he's like, "Just take the money." Go find my kids. <laughs> he says, you can, you can keep all the money, all of it. Just don't kill me. He says, I ain't going to kill you, kid. You're the only friend I got. <laughs> that night, he says uh, to take half of it and give, give it to his kids and keep the rest. And then... And get him the spectacles. Yeah, we'll give, maybe we'll give the rest to half to Ned's wife or whatever. But don't let them see you because they'll hang you. Will rides into town alone and it's pouring us rain. He sees Ned in a coffin. The sign says, This is what happens to assassins around here. William Money walks into the bar. Little Bill's surrounded by 20 people and they're all talking. Da, 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 da. And uh, I believe the words are before it's yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. And they're planning on running down Money and the kid. Money holds up a shotgun, aims it at Little Bill, and everyone freezes. He says, Who owns this shithole? Skinny goes, I do. And he, play, he plucks him away. him in the chest. Mm-hmm. Little Bill realizes, reaches, reaches for his weapon. He's like, that was an innocent man. And he's like, shouldn't have decorated his bar with my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little Bill reaches for his weapon. Money aims it at him. He goes, you're a cowardly son of a bitch, Little Bill. And, and Little Bill says, yeah, you shot an unarmed man. He says he shouldn't have, should have armed himself if he's going to decorate his saloon with my friend. He says, uh, I mean, that's fair. You're William Money, the killer of women and children. He says, yes, William Money, killer of William, William and children. I've killed everything that walks or crawls, and I'm here to kill you, little Bill, for what you did to Ned. Uh, Bo Camp is ecstatic. He's, he's going to see some real shit. He's writing all this stuff down. He's also terrified because he doesn't want to be in well, the Well, at this point, though, he, he, like, brightens up, and he's but like, he oh, shit. he thinks he's going to see little Bill kill this dude. Yeah, he probably does. Then Money tells, <laughs> Money aims the shotgun at little Bill and, and all the people, he goes, you might want to move. And they all <laughs> move to the side. Uh, Bill goes, gentlemen, he has one barrel left in that shotgun. After he fires it, pull your pistols and shoot him down like the mangy coward he is. Then there's a long beat. Everyone waits. It's the world's loudest click. Money pulls, pulls the trigger. Click. Misfire. Bill says, kill that son of a bitch. Money throws the shotgun at Bill. And he draws his pistol, shoots Bill, and everyone draws their guns and starts blasting wildly at him. But like, like they had said a couple times in the movie, Money's calm and shoots them all down one by one. Bam, bam, bam. And one hits the glass. He's like, one, Mr. Blonde. One hits bang, the bar. Bang, one hits the wall. Bang. None of them hit Money, though. 
So they're shooting for shit they wouldn't get a whiff. Yeah. If you don't know what that's from, friends, go back and listen to our episode called <laughs> Harley Davidson and the Mulder Old Man. Then after he kills all of Money's, after he kills all of Little Bill's crew, the regular guys that are standing around, Money says, any man that don't want to be killed better clear out the back. So everybody leaves. Everybody fucking rolls out. Except for one guy who's stuck underneath a dead guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He walks and he over says to the, shit. He walks he over, actually says shit. <laughs> he walks over to the bar and has a drink. Because <laughs> I guess he is that guy now. Well, he just murdered a bunch of people, yeah. so. Well, he started he's, drinking. He's got to be drunk so he can forget it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he started drinking as soon as he found out that Ned was dead. Yeah. So Bocamp sees him and wants to trade up, apparently, and he asks him questions. Bocamp's like, I've been shot. I've been shot. He's like, no, you haven't. Yeah. But you will be. <laughs> he said, you he just, just... Give me a minute. <laughs> you just killed five men. He says, yeah. He said he tries to question him about the order. He goes, how did you know who to shoot? He goes, I just got lucky. I've always been Bill lucky. says you shoot the best shot first, and then you go down the line. He goes, yeah, no. I've always <laughs> been, always been lucky. And we see Bill is still alive. Yeah. While they're talking. And he then says, I know who I'm going to shoot. He makes both he says, get, 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 a, get a gun and get the bullets. And he gives it. It's um, Ned's gun. Yeah, it loads up the... Right and he point. says, I don't know who I killed first, but I'm going to kill last. And Bo Camp's like, all right, bye. It's <laughs> like, I already peed in these pants once. I can't do it twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. so Bill slowly tries to aim his gun at money. Money kicks it away. Bill says, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to die like this. I was building a house. And then he says, deserves got nothing to do with it. I'll see you in hell. He says, I'll see you in hell, William Money. William Money lifts Ned's rifle and blasts Bill into the next life. In the face. <laughs> Money heads out solo. Said you first. <laughs> Money heads out solo into the front, into the rainstorm. He yells out, yells, I'm coming out. Anyone that takes a shot at me, I'm going to kill him, his wife, his friends, and burn his damn house to the ground. <laughs> Nobody and shoots And they're out. like, this dude means it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, he might. None of the rest of these guys have guns in town, though. They Just all had to turn into the sheriff's sheriff. deputy, yeah. dude, that's left. Well, he passes Ned as he leaves. Uh, this one man does take, I assume he's his deputy, takes, he's aim, got a match. takes his aim at him, uh, but is too scared. He tries to hand it to the guy next to him. He's like, I don't want <laughs> Then the prostitutes come out, and he yells, y'all better bury Ned Wright, or I'm going to come back and kill all of you sons of bitches. And then he rides off. And then, uh, oh, and then at the end we get a little another little text that says, uh, some years later, Mrs., and Sonia Feathers made her arduous journey to Hodgman country to visit the last resting place of her only daughter. William Money had long since dis- disappeared with the children. Some said to San Francisco, where it was rumored he prospered in dry goods. There was nothing on the marker to explain Mrs. Feathers to Mrs. Feathers why her only daughter had married a known mur- thief and murderer, a man of notoriously vicious and in- intemperate disposition. Mm-hmm. And that's that. The end. And, and in Carly's headcanon, Delilah went right? after <laughs> No, she went to, with officers of peer. <laughs> Delilah? Yeah. <laughs> also pretty sure Alice took over that billiards room. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I Alice mean, got all those face. men are dead. <laughs> what did you think, John? Hey, I get to go first. Uh, my favorite character... Uh, I guess it would have to be William Money, because if it's not money, he gets no honey, or something like that, I don't know. My least favorite character is Little Bill, because he's just a shit. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene 
is when... All right, it's kind of contradictory because I don't like Little Bill. When he kicks the shit of the duck. <laughs> and, then the explains, duck and then explains how, well, the duck here, he lied to you. Is what he did in this bar when he was in the cell there. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite song. Two, two gun Conroy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually have two, two guns. guns. <laughs> um, my favorite line is, I've always been really good at that, killing folk. And my favorite tertiary object is the duck's gun when he gets it back and it's bent. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can I have my peacemaker? Sure, here you go. Which sucks because that was... And he holds it and keeps it gun. the entire time. He's yelling out the back of the wagon. He still has the bent gun. Throw that off yeah, <laughs> on the ground. Um, oh, yeah, this movie, I enjoy it. It's, um, it's not my favorite Western. That'd be Tombstone. Um, but it's enjoyable. If it's on, you watch it. You know, like the mummy. <laughs> so I'll yay it. Kali. Uh-huh. All right, my favorite character is Ned. I really like Ned. Ned Logan? Yeah. My least favorite character is Little Bill. I did like how they, every when he was beating the shit out of, what's his name? Skullville? No. Bob. 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 And when he was beating Will, and when he was beating Ned, you saw all the townspeople being like, holy shit, what yeah. the fuck? Stop, dude. <laughs> you don't have to go that far. <laughs> Set an example. Yeah. My favorite scene was the final shootout. My favorite line is, well, he should have armed himself if he's going to decorate his saloon with my friend. And my favorite tertiary object was Little Bill's house, which you didn't talk about. <laughs> but it was a funny little side story. That he was a terrible carpenter. But he was building a cute house, just yeah. very poorly, evidently. And I'll also get it. When Tony's watching it, I don't leave. <laughs> that's, a, that's quite an endorsement. It's like when the mega's on. Elaine? My favorite character is Little Bill. Really? really? Mm. He's such a shit. But is he? Yes. I kind of like the fact that he seems like. Okay, so him and. He roughed up a whore. She deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta remember she's pro beating sex with I'm not, but this is my thing. He's. Like he's he was obviously just a shittier, probably less shitty than William Money. Let's be real, I mean, but kind of a shitty dude who went around and killed people. But then he retires to this town and like, what's he gonna do? Become a lawman? Like kind of like Wyatt Earp. Wyatt and he's keeping and he is keeping <laughs> yeah. the peace pretty much in this town. Like nobody does anything without a say so, and all he really wants to do is build this house and kind of live. I don't know. I thought he had... There was a lot of facets to that character, and I was intrigued, and I thought he was the most interesting person in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite character is Alice, just for the scene when she does not let Delilah take the horse. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm dumb. so angry about that. Yeah, fuck Alice. It, it really made me mad, and it made her well, my least favorite character. Though. Yeah, that'll cost you a buck. Um, my favorite scene is the murder at the shitter. <laughs> because where you hit him in the shitter? Yes, it's such a good plan, though. It, it. I mean, it really is such um, a good plan. Yeah. And they come and in the early. They went there because they all want to, for whatever reason, they all want to go with him to the shitter. And he's like, "No, I'm fine." He's like, "You can't go out there by yourself. What are you gonna wipe for me?" And he's just like, "All right, you and, to go um, by yourself. Go by yourself, dumbass." My favorite line. I put dynamite in there. As soon as he went in, boom. Is between. Like he must have had the chili. My favorite line is uh, during uh, Bob and Bill's altercation. They have some words, and Bob says, "I see you shaved your chin whiskers off." 
And little Bill says, hell, I was tasting the soup two hours after I ate it, which made me laugh, <laughs> like actual laugh. Um, and my favorite tertiary ob object is Lachlan Monroe, which is the character that brings the canteen of water to the guy in the desert. Because then I was like, oh, I love that guy. We should watch Night of the Roxbury. <laughs> so this is my favorite tertiary object. He was also in a guy thing. I don't. I find the Schofield kid to be really annoying, and I kind of wanted him to die instead of Ned. I don't. Clint Eastwood well, was like funny. dry, white, <laughs> toasted. <laughs> His character had very little personality. I dead. don't. Like, they could have. I just don't think this character was well written. I don't understand why he won an Oscar for this. I don't understand why this is the big Clint Eastwood resurgence. I thought this movie was really boring, actually. And the only interesting things were when Little Bill was on the screen. All this interaction with Clint Eastwood was boring. Tell me how you really feel. I was shocked, though. I th I'm I didn't... so mad you wanted to beat a whore. But I was shocked by how just dry that character was. There was nothing here that I was interested in. I didn't care about this skill. I'm glad he went and avenged Ned and I saw that coming. But, like, there was nothing. I, I'm going to give it a nay. I don't understand why this movie is so beloved. I think it's it's because you haven't seen his other. This Maybe. is This is like the end. It's kind of this movie. And it's funny because you also hate this movie. This movie is basically the same as Logan. Yes. It's you've seen Wolverine, he's this crazy but, berserker that kills the fuck out of everybody, he's such a badass. And then Logan, he's this broken down old man. No, but I understand why people love Logan. I yeah. don't understand why people like this. Because I think it's the same but, thing. But like Logan, I'm just not interested in that type of movie. Yeah. If I'm gonna watch a movie about the X Men, I want it to be a fun comic book movie. Yeah. I don't want to watch this sad, depressing thing of uh, you know, with Wolverine and like yeah. but that movie is great. Right. I can see that that's a great movie. This is a, like, the character of Old Man Logan is a really interesting character. The fact that Professor X is, like, losing his mind and his powers are all rogue. Like, no, all rogue's of, a different character. All of that is really intriguing. I just think that movie's depressing and I'm not interested in it. Right. This is just white toast. X-23. Like, put some butter on this shit. <laughs> I just don't understand why this is such a turning point for Clint Eastwood or a resurgence in his career because I don't think this is any extraordinary acting. He just seems Well, I boring. think, like I say, I think it was... In all of his other movies, he jumps out a window onto a horse and yeah. shoots six guys. In this movie, he can't even get up on a horse. Yeah. He can't see. Like, even though at the end they it's, give it to him again and he kills a fucking room full of people. Seems like an accurate portrayal of what happens to an old gunsmith. Right, right. But that's... I think that's... He, but, you know... Or like... um. The, the magnificent, also, the no. magnificent seven, right? The new one. The new one or the original? I've seen them both. Yeah. They're good With movies. Yule Brenner? They're good movies. Like the story is, you know, it's also about gathering up people for revenge and that sort of yeah. thing. It's and it's so not. Similar. It's a very similar premise, but I'm much more interested in those characters. This. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's an ensemble. This. Not, I know. I, I we should do the magnificent seven. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, which the one? Yule Brenner one? Yule Brenner. I don't think that one qualifies. Probably not. Probably not. It made all the money. No one might. Because I don't know if it made a bunch of money. Who knows? Tony? Yes. My yeah. favorite character <laughs> is William Fulton Money, but he ain't like that no more. 
Okay. Mm, no, is that your favorite line? No, but it should be. My f- least favorite character was English Bob. My favorite scene, what the new the one? The new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite scene is the grave scene or the end bartending kill everybody scene. Uh, my favorite line is the "It's a hell of a thing killing a man." Take away all he's got and all he ever is gonna have. Um, and my favorite tertiary object is Bob's peacemaker because I a lot of uh, weird writing crap that I've looked up that's a very that's like the 9mm Beretta of the 1800s it's like a very big important gun and I will of course yeah the movie I hope so it's your birthday fucking <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus Christ Tony you don't even like your own birthday pick. and that is that mm-hmm. alright well please hey. find us on facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you yeah, give us your thoughts. How do you feel about Umber? <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> Sometimes there's a lot of movies that Tony picks that I don't like, but I can see when the man comes around that they're good movies, even if it's not to my taste. Or even you pick movies sometimes where I'm like, oh, that movie's terrible. But I... Carly or, once picked a movie that wasn't to her own taste. I don't like this, but it's not to my taste. But All right. It's just weird. I don't well, get it. Let's do a, movie? Oh. You, oh, No Country for Old Men is a, a movie that he debated picking. And we were like, Elena's going to hate that. That, that's, that's <laughs> that was boring. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Boring. I don't no, know. It's, it's one of the best movies ever made. No, but it's no, one no, I think no. that it's you have to boring. watch a lot of times. Yeah, and maybe if I saw this movie a lot of times, I would start to appreciate it more. I just don't, I don't understand. Know. Like sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, "Why do people like this? this Why is, do they love I this think character?" This is just like it's like watching Return of the Jedi. It's like also boring. I like, like Return. If of the you Jedi. haven't seen the other movies, though, it's kind of like there's only one Return, my friend, and it is of the King. <laughs> it's of the Jedi. <laughs> See, that's a Clerks too. Yeah, it's back when he. But that was Kevin Smith's last movies. gasp of, of, of being good. Yeah. That movie wasn't very good either. The Donkey Show thing, that was fun. Yeah, that was too much. I liked the movie up until the ending with it all was, that stupid shit. like, shit. all right, that had good stuff in it. Yeah. It seemed like he ran out of good stuff to do. So it was like, better. Ooh, I'm going to do a Donkey Show. It's going to be so shocking. It was better than Jay and Bob, Silent Bob Strike Back. Hundo P. Uh, that had too much Will Ferrell. Like, and I like Will Ferrell. But that movie had too much Will Ferrell. It was like, mm. no, this is not what this genre should be. Mm. He's... Mm. Hey, um, are we paying any music? It's not my turn. No. Um, Next week <laughs> on the podcast is Carly's pick. What? So Do you have a movie? Yes. She because wrote... in the car on the way here, I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> she actually said shit, and then I, we had to cover her ass. We had so to cover her ass. Then I looked at my list that I made for this year it's of movies two. I wanted to pick, mm-hmm. and there was only one movie on it that isn't my birthday pick that I have seen. Other ones I just wrote down because I heard they were good. I love. And so, speaking of revisiting movies that I didn't jive with the first time I watched it, we are going to do America's Sweethearts. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, with uh, uh, John Cusack. Yeah. And and my penis is not going. Uh, John and I watched that for you guys. (laughs) John and I have watched that within the last couple months. I'm going to give it another chance. Okay. Okay. I mean, we'll see. I already know who my least favorite character is. So, I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, it. who is your least favorite character? Well, 
Tell you next week. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. On the podcast. <laughs> I mean, if I tell you now, we're skipping an entire episode. People <laughs> wait an entire hour and a half. God, what is say. my favorite scene in that movie? I know my favorite scene, too. <laughs> it's my favorite I've never scene. Seen it. Well, wait. really? What is it now? It's John Cusack? Wait, and uh, Julia Roberts and Catherine um, Jason. And, and Crystal. Crystal. Seth Green. So, Catherine Jason. So, nobody I would really. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> yeah. It's got Stanley Tucci. So, so what Billy happens Crystal. is Catherine well, Zeta Jones. Like Billy Crystal, but so what did you do on the other side of the Iron Curtain? <laughs> I talked to Elaine because she was the leader of. It. <laughs> you don't really like Billy Crystal. He's okay, but like I like the few things he, you know, like what is it? Uh, City, City Slickers, Slickers mm-hmm. Running Scared, uh, Princess Bride. Mm. Harry Met Sally. What else? Did, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was cool as shit in the early '80s. He wrote that movie that is, you know, you might have heard it's called '61. God, that movie's so good. It's Elaine's favorite baseball movie. Um. Really? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I know you want to say "Feel the Dreams" because it's Kevin Costner, but no. you're lying. <laughs> I know. I was thinking of Bull Durham, actually. Well, yeah, because it's Kevin Costner, but you're still lying. <laughs> Let's see. What else has Billy Crystal been in? Uh, he was in Father's Day. With, oh, dude, um, he Robin was Williams. Mike Wazowski. That is a pretty good role. So anytime you put him and Robin Williams in a movie together, just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think half the movie was improv. Yeah. What's really funny Mr. is that... Saturday Night was good. What's really funny is he was yeah. in 61 America's Sweethearts and Monsters, Inc. all in the same year. Wow, that was a big right, year. Well, he did Monsters, Inc. in like a day. Yeah. It's, it's all <laughs> oh, you know what's not a great movie? My Giant. No, that wasn't very good. No, I never saw it. Forget Paris isn't he bad. He wrote that for Andre the Giant. Aww. But it didn't work out. <laughs> Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, that was a good one. Actually, that's a pretty good movie. Wow, this was 125 minutes. It's not. It's an hour and 25 minutes. He was in the Animal Olympics. All right, well, can we talk about that? 